Welcome back to Sports Call here on Tiger 95.9. Ryan Lavoy and Brooks Childress with you here, and we're pleased to be joined now on our Auburn Bank phone line by Ryan Priest, the driver of the number 41 Ford Mustang for Stuart Haas Racing. Ryan, the time is greatly appreciated today. How are things in your world? Yes, it's going great. Uh, definitely excited and eager to, to get down to Nashville this weekend. It's a place where I've had a lot of success, so hopefully we can get a third guitar and, and have some some fast forward Mustangs. We're about at the halfway point of the season, and, and of course, this is your first year at Stuart Haas Racing full time. So, uh, how have things been with the new team, and what all have you learned here through the first half of the season? Yeah, so we've we've definitely had some ups, and and we've had some downs. Uh, March and April were were some rough months. Uh, just some things just couldn't go our way, but we we've gotten a pole and. We've led laps and, and almost won some race or won a race, so uh, you got to take you got to take some of those goods. And uh, you know, the last three to four weeks, we've we've trended in the right direction and and uh, going to going to one of my favorite tracks this weekend. So um, I felt like it was a good warm up, and we have ten races uh, to race our way into the playoffs. We're only about sixty points out, which in all reality isn't isn't a whole lot. And and I feel like. Uh, you know, we can do it. We definitely have the team. We have the right people. We have great sponsors like United Rentals and Morton Buildings, Haas Tooling, uh, Hunt Brothers Pizza. So a lot of great things over here on the 41 team. Um, we just got to put it all together. And Ryan, we'll definitely have a, a question for you about your approach to the, the next few races as we get close to playoff time. But I want to go back to uh, your, your start in racing because we see a lot of guys – uh, in, in NASCAR come from a certain footprint and you're from the state of Connecticut I know that's where Joey Logano is from and, and I'll admit even though I'm a I'm a big NASCAR guy I don't know what the racing looks like in Connecticut so growing up for you what what was the racing like in Connecticut and what made you fall in love with the sport yeah so you're missing out man it's so raw and pure and and uh, you know growing up in Connecticut we had three local tracks within 35 minutes of where I live so I spent a lot of uh, a lot of Thursday nights, Friday nights, and and Saturday nights uh, running between uh, Thompson Motor Speedway, uh, Safford Speedway in in Safford, Connecticut, and then in Long Island, New York, there was a track called Riverhead Raceway. So I raced there weekly, uh, but as well as running the Wheel and Modified Tour, which is a, a open wheel, twenty six hundred pound, fifteen inch wide tire, you know, seven hundred horsepower race car, uh, up and down the East Coast. So I uh, I primarily stayed on the East Coast, but it's uh, I loved the racing up there. We had a lot of a lot of legends or or um, you know local heroes for sure, like Ted Christopher, uh, Mike Stefanik, Richie Evans, all all guys that came up from that way. Ryan, you're coming off of something that doesn't happen a lot in the NASCAR schedule, and and that's a bye week. What 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 does that look like? What does an off week look like uh, for for NASCAR for a Cup Series racing team? Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't really, really, uh, go on vacation or anything for me. It was my wife and I stayed home. We have, we have some horses and a donkey and a mini horse. So just taking care of the farm and, and also, uh, working on my, my own personal modified, um, I just like to work in the race shop. So whether it's, whether it's working on modifieds or, or on street cars or even bouncing back and forth here at the race shop, uh, there's always something to do. 
And then, Ryan, you talked about how much success you've had at Nashville in recent history. What makes what is it about that track that you think you it gives you such an upper hand to, to be able to go out there and, and capture so many trophies? Yeah. So to me, it's just an interesting track. It's uh, it's a mile and a half that to me drives like a short track. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do when you have to get off the brake or off the gas and use the brake pedal and make the car turn and do all those things. Uh, as a driver, you can you can just sometimes you you have the ability to to change the outcome of how your car may be handling. So um, yeah, some of those things, and then also it's concrete. So it, it, it tends to be temperature sensitive. And Ryan, with uh, with the return to Nashville, I guess this is the third straight year back at Nashville. I know this is a place that was closed for a little while, and of course we're not too far removed from the All Star uh, race at North Wilkesboro, where obviously that was closed a lot longer. But what do you think of uh, a decision of NASCAR to go back to in its roots to some sense? I, I know that Nashville was not a part of the Cup schedule uh, when it was operating in the early two thousands, but uh, we, we've seen some revitalization of some of these tracks, and, and, and Nashville also one of them. Yeah, I just think there's, you know, people want, there's a want for your North Wilkesboro's, for your Nashville's, for, for some of these tracks uh, that we haven't gone to in a long time. And, and just doing it that once, once, one time a year and, and the promotion that goes behind it and the excitement that can be brought from it, um, you know, I definitely see it when I, when I come down to Nashville and your fans and, and there's a lot of race fans down there as well as, North Wilkesboro. I mean, I didn't even realize because I grew up in Connecticut how how much people missed that place and and the energy that it brought and it was just it was neat to see. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, there's some other racetracks we can bring back and and kind of head in that direction. And I know it's such a fascinating decision process because you have a limit. Obviously, it's a long season. It's the 36 race season, but the, that number's not going to change. And so there's all these tracks wanting these dates and some places that used to have two dates now have one and that sort of thing. And I know that there's a lot of different decisions that go into it. What kind of input do you as a driver and some of the other drivers have in NASCAR trying to, to go to certain places? Or uh, is that, uh, you know, something that, that falls on deaf ears at the end of the day? Like what, uh, what, uh, what kind of input do the drivers have in, in trying to get NASCAR's ear with, with certain things they'd like to see on the schedule? Um, well, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm good with, uh, you know, racing a shopping cart around a, you know, a Walmart or whatever at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if all of us need to do it, but there are certain types of, of venues that I think us drivers want to, want to go to and, and, and see on the schedule and a place like North Wilkesboro and those type of racetracks is definitely something that we all tend to tend to agree on wanting to do. So hopefully, you know, for me, I feel like if we can go to more tracks like that, it would be, it would be a win for the fans and a win for the teams. And then along those lines, I know the schedule has kind of been altered a lot the last few years. It feels like the last few years there's been more changes than maybe the previous 10 or 15 years uh, in NASCAR trying a lot of different things, including the Chicago street race coming up in a couple of weeks. How how different, how exciting is that going to be? I know you ran well in a road course uh, the other week at Sonoma. So, so what's that street race going to be like? Yeah, it's exciting. Um you know, for me, I've never been a part of a street race. I don't really know <laughs> what to expect, but what I will say is it's exciting to see the, the effort that's going into it. 
and and even the course. So it's something that that I feel like I'm very open to and 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 eager to to be a part of. And um, you know, as far as expectations, I don't. I think the big thing for us as drivers is is trying not to be involved in in any of the uh, hit any of the barrier barriers uh, or or be involved in some of the stack ups. At least there's practice back now because I, I know you guys were having to go out the track for a year or two there without any any practice, and uh, I can't imagine how, how difficult that was. But, uh, Ryan, as you look towards these next 10 races and we get towards playoff time, I know I mentioned I think it's like a 60-point gap between you and the cutoff right now. Uh, what is the strategy for you and the team going forward? Is it a win at all costs, or is it a methodical get some stage points here and there and try to work back in that way? What what kind of strategy do you think it'll be the next ten races? Yeah, so for us, it's it's uh, you know if those if those opportunities present themselves to where we can win, I think we have to go for it. If we have to speed those days and and do whatever it takes to win, but on the days where we're not able to, we just we need we need those base hits. We need those uh, get stage points and and top tens and and top fifteens and just try to maximize your days that way because it's been working the past you know you know four to four to five weeks and and uh you know consistency is a a good foundation and uh you know obviously we want to turn those 13th 15th place days where they're good days into into mediocre days talking to ryan priest today on sports call a few more for you ryan and uh, let's talk a little bit about the car itself because obviously it's a huge deal whenever uh, there's a new generation of car, and that began last year. Of course, that was a year where you were doing kind of all the series a little bit. So how much of a learning curve is this new car compared to what was run before? And, and just talk about some of the ways in which it's, it's mainly different. Yeah, so there's a lot, a lot of different things about this car, uh, one being independent rear suspension, um, the wider tire, uh, the aerodynamic side of it, and, and how you cannot run the car sealed off to the ground. Uh, the, the list really goes on and how you have to go about this car. But from a driver's point of view, I like it. I, I enjoy how it tends to be on the looser, what we call looser side, um, for some of us. And, and uh, I like that trend because, man, I hate a tight race car. Yeah, it's been it's been fascinating to watch just uh, how different racetracks have, have raced differently with the new car. I've noticed certainly with the dynamic of, of losing the air, it's been very tough to pass at some of these tracks. Have you have you emphasized qualifying more than in the past because passing has been a little bit more difficult with this car? Man, you've been looking at our notes because that's exactly <laughs> what we're focusing on uh, moving forward. I felt like we've we've done a, a good good job over the past four weeks of, of finding that foundation that baseline feel during the race but we we for some reason we struggle for qualifying trying to trying to get that raw speed so i know we've we definitely put an emphasis in in trying to qualify better uh even if that's 15, 10th to 15th right now uh that's about 10 to 15 spots better than than where we've been and uh that'll make that climb uh, that climbs forward a lot easier uh, because, you know, usually about halfway, halfway through the race or so, or three quarters of the race or so, we're usually around that 16th to 13th. And if we started there and, and did the same climb, it'd be a lot easier. 
I'm going to finish with a incredibly generic question that we ask anytime uh, we're talking to a driver for the first time. Again, you probably get this question more than anything, uh, but uh, still got to know though, Ryan. What's your favorite track on the schedule? What's your least favorite track? And it is it is it purely based on results, or is there just a certain way that a track runs, or a certain style of track that that you prefer over another? So. That's funny. Um, my favorite track is New Hampshire because I grew up there. Uh, it has nothing to do with the results. It has everything to do with, with my childhood and, and going there and, you know, being a kid and being a fan of, of racing. Uh, but my other favorite track from performance has always been Martinsville. It's a place that, that I've always seemed to enjoy. Um, but then as far as a track that I don't like, I don't have one because I feel like if, if you have a bad attitude or a place that you don't necessarily like going into it, you're probably not going to run well or ever get better there. So uh, I don't have one that I do not like. I just have ones that I feel like we need to continue to try and be better at. That's, a, that's an awesome approach. We, we've definitely heard, and look, in the aggregate, we, we've not obviously not interviewed every driver, but those that we have and, and certainly ones we, we hear on TV – there's a lot of Richmond, and then there's a lot of uh, a lot of restrictor plate racing. So, but uh, love that, yeah. <laughs> love that attitude from you, Ryan. Uh, we're talking to Ryan Priest today, driver of the number forty one Ford Mustang for Stuart Haas Racing. Ryan, the time has been greatly appreciated today. We wish you well here as you try to make a playoff push, and uh, we hope to talk to you again down the line. Yep, absolutely. Thanks, guys. That is Ryan Priest joining us today on Sports Call.